Bonjour, my name is Corinne Arnaud and I am the host of the MLM Trigger podcast show. Today, I am looking forward to this show because it's an important uh, episode and for sure you need to listen. Our guest is Mrs. Melody McLean, a family nurse practitioner and a network marketer. As an entrepreneur, Melody is going to share her own skills, her own fundamental skills for active listening, as you need to acquire those skills in order to serve others. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever had the experience that you were talking to somebody and they were not listening? Uh, they were formulating their own next question before you've even finished talking. How did this make you feel? When we don't listen to others, it makes us feel like we are not important. You see, we have is a big distinction between hearing and listening. If you are looking for the roadmap of how to take or how to impact your business to the next level, then let's ask Melody how we can improve our skills of listening. So, Melody, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Oh, you're very welcome. We are too. Let me ask you, when the first time we, we talk on the phone, you told me that you love Ellie. Tell me what do you love about it, Ellie? That's what you told me. Yes, I love California. I love the weather. I dislike the traffic in LA, <laughs> but Disneyland is great. And I love the palm trees. Of course, we have that here in the Houston area too, but it's just a different feel in California. And I just love going there. In fact, my husband and I, any chance we get, that's our vacation of choice, is to go to San Diego, California, go up to LA to the Garment District, have some fun, go to Disneyland. It's just a wonderful thing that I enjoy doing with my family. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes. So, Melody, let's, let's give the people a little bit of a background about yourself. Okay. I am a family nurse practitioner, and I actually practice integrative medicine. Um, I like to combine a little bit of holistic care with alternative and conventional medicine when necessary. I decided to go this route when I was not happy with the way my husband, who was very, very sick at the time, I was not happy with the way we were I guess you could say I, I wasn't happy with the results we were seeing with conventional medicine. And I knew there was another route that we had to do. And so I chose to do some education outside of conventional medicine. And I've gone through the Institute of Functional Medicine as well as I've also done the func some functional medicine training seminars, every bit of information that I could glean um, from the School of Applied Functional Medicine, 
and just basically hit the ground running with my own practice. I never actually worked in the conventional medicine setting as a family nurse practitioner, although I did work for 20 years as an RN in the conventional medicine setting. My husband is also a pastor, so I'm a pastor's wife. I have three children who are grown and married, and two of those have given me five beautiful grandchildren. They are the light of my life, and two of my grands live here in the Houston area, close by, and three live in beautiful Colorado, so I have an excuse to go visit all kinds of places. <laughs> oh, that's very, very nice. So yes. what motivates you to, do, to, to be the most to help people? I guess I, I can... And I'm going to get to in a little bit of how you can actually empathize with people when you're listening. But I feel that I can empathize with my patients who come in here because usually the ones that I've seen, they've been everywhere else and they've tried everything else and nothing has worked. And I was in that situation with my husband's health. And I think that's what motivates me to continue learning and to continue doing what I do to be able to help everyone. Oh, that's very, very nice. So what makes you really want to become a professional nurse, a practitioner? Yes. I enjoyed going back to school after I had had my RN for 20 years. I went back to school to actually get my bachelor's of science in nursing. And I had so much fun doing that, that, and the kids were grown that I said, hey, why not just keep on going? And it was in the middle of that journey is um, actually when I decided to go more integrative route instead of the conventional route. Oh, that's cool. Just like, I like learning. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. I like learning too. So yes. what's up? What are the advantages of being a good listener as a professional nurse? Well, you can create rapport with your patients, of course. Um, Diane Schilling uh, had an article in Forbes Women, and she actually stated 10 steps to effective listening. And those can be applied as a practitioner for me, Yes. It can also be applied for anyone when just communicating with your family, communicating with your friends. And I can go over those steps now or we can cover them in a few minutes or whatever is good for you. You can go into the step now. Can you apply those methods with the network marketing industry? Absolutely. So I'm in several uh, network marketing groups and the benefits of those are phenomenal. But again, if you do not listen to who you're speaking to, they're not going to be interested in what you have. And I know when you spoke with Dr. Hayes, she stated that a lot of the multi-level marketing products are above and beyond what you can find in, in stores and actually, you know, even from practitioners. And in order to be able to create that rapport with these people, you have to be an effective listener. Yes, yes. Yes. That's true. So let's see, how do you handle the stress as a nurse practitioner with your patient? And I'm sure you get some stress 
on your regular oh, yes. So <laughs> as a as a nurse practitioner, business owner, and pastor's wife, yes, I would say uh, my stress on a scale of one to ten is probably an eleven. Wow. And yes, it's it's a very stressful because it's just me here, you know, um, in my own practice. So everything kind of falls to me for the decisions. And my husband and I work together, though. We work together at the church. He's with me here with the business. He's always such a wonderful support. And how do I handle the stress? Mainly by taking care of myself. I know that if I don't take care of myself, then I can't take care of others. Yes, yes. And in doing so, I like to begin my day with prayer and meditation. And also, I make sure I put my body into the parasympathetic state several times a day. And if you don't know what that is, basically, in our autonomic nervous system, we have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is what is activated when we go into fight or flight. So let's say a car in front of you slams on the brakes and you slam on your brake and you try to prevent the accident. Your heart races. That's all meant to be. That's, that's meant to go into action during times of stress. Yes. The parasympathetic nervous system is activated uh, or actually is in control of your rest and your digest. So when we eat, we should be in parasympathetic mode and not in sympathetic mode, feeling like we're being chased by a tiger. Because if we do not go into parasympathetic mode, we don't rest well and we don't digest well. So that's some self-care things that I learned to stop when I'm eating my food, give thanks for my food and be grateful and not scarf, (laughs) not wash it down, but to chew the food and take the time. That's a big thing that I really tell all of my patients, because Mm -hmm. if we cannot let our bodies go into rest and digest mode, they cannot heal. It's very, very important. So yes, self-care, taking time to get into parasympathetic mode. Um, I use a meditation software from BrainTap Technologies that is just great, but it's great for allowing the body to get into that parasympathetic mode. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, there's just many, many things that people can do for relaxation, but it is very vital that we do that several times a day and take care of our bodies, take care of ourselves. I'm also by nature an introvert, Yes. So I know that pouring myself into these people day in and day out, as well as at church as the pastor's wife, I have to have time to recharge. Yes. Introverts need that recharge time or their bodies will become worn down and they can get sick. Where it's like the body is saying, okay, fine, I have asked you for this recharge time. Now I'm going to let you get sick to where you have it and you are without people and you rest. Um, And I've learned that. I've learned it the hard way. I have to have recharge quiet time. Yes. Do you exercise? Do you have a regiment of exercise routine? I have three horses. 
And oh. barn chores are very much exercise. <laughs> yes, hauling hay. And uh, when I ride, I haven't ridden in a while, but yes, riding and just caring for the horses and watering. And yes, that's very much exercise. Um, I do, I love to walk yes. and I don't do enough of it. Yes. I do not do enough of it. Yes. yes. So as a... Um, well, as a wife of a, a pastor, how do you use your listening skills? Let's go back into the listening skills. Yes, yes. Well, you, it's very important to remember that there's 10 steps. And number one, you make eye contact. Making eye contact with that person who's speaking lets them know that you are there. You're there with them. How many times have you spoken with someone and they're on their phone and you're talking and they're answering, but they're not looking at you and you're like, are they really listening to me? Mm-hmm. So number one is eye contact. Yes. Number two is be attentive. So listen, but be relaxed. If you're stressed and tense, they're going to feel that and not feel as if they can open up to you. Um, number three is keep an open mind. Everyone is different. God created us all differently. So we all have different ideas. We all have different perceptions and different ways of doing things. And so it's very important that we keep an open mind. Yes. In the listening process, number four is listen, but try to picture what the speaker is actually saying. So that really puts you in the moment to where you are there and they feel it. Mm-hmm. Number five I found was very hard for me um, was do not interrupt and don't try to give solutions. Um, as a practitioner, I, I know what they're saying and I know what they need. And so I sometimes am guilty of cutting off and saying, okay, well, let's try this. And it's very important that I practice what I preach. And that is do not interrupt and don't impose solutions. Just listen. Yes. If at times you need clarification with what they are saying, number six is basically just wait until they pause because you're not interrupting number five. And again, number six, wait for the speaker to pause. And then during that pause, you can ask for clarification. And a good way to say that is, I'm sorry, I'm not really clear. Could you repeat that? Or you could say, so what you're saying is this and kind of restate it and see if that's correct. Or just say you don't understand. Could you clarify? Yes. And number seven is ask questions. This will ensure that you understand what the speaker is trying to get across to you. Mm-hmm. Number eight, try to feel what the speaker is feeling. You know, in many multi-level marketing products, there's things that can really help these people out there. And more than likely, what would lead me or you or what led us to different items, different companies, different things is probably the same thing that could very well lead others to that. So try to feel what they're feeling and then you have that rapport. You have that empathy there for that person. Yes. And then number nine is give feedback. So basically, once they've spoken, they've said everything, you could even, you know, sum it up and give feedback on what they said. Like, I can see that 
you know, whatever they've been speaking about is going on. And really what is very, very important, number 10, and that is pay attention to what is not said. What are they saying non-verbally? Because we could say whatever we want with our lips, but sometimes our bodies speak otherwise. So pay close attention to that non-verbal communication. That's wonderful. That's yes. wonderful. That really can be used actually in every avenue of life. Correct. That's right. That's right. Doesn't matter what you're doing, we still can use our listening skills, with, which we do all the time. We cut people off. We are doing this regular <laughs> really, Yes. It's a big difference between hearing and listening. It really is. And most it really of, is. Most people don't do that. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. So that will lead to my next question with, as, an, as a practitioner, as a nurse practitioner so far, what, what is the biggest or the nicest experience you have, uh, you have experienced in that career that changed your life? Because I know you're uh-huh. going through a lot of stress with your patient, but still, I know it's rewarding somewhere. What is that experience that changing your life? The probably just is when my patients become well, when they no longer have pain, when, when they can exercise and do what they've wanted to do, or, you know, you could tell people to write down the 10 most valuable things of their life and it would not be monetary. Yeah. It's, it's things that we do. It's things that we experience in life. Yes. And to allow them the ability to get their life back. That yes. is the most report, rewarding thing. That is why I do what I do. And that's what gets me out of bed of a morning. That's wonderful. Really, yes. Time and freedom is really what we're looking at at the end of the day. Not the money. The money is right. just cool. Yes. 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 So, Melody, this is wonderful information, and I'm sure all our listeners out there are really enjoying it. So, before we wrap up, what would be the last comment that you would give to the audience out there? Just be sure that you are an effective listener. The importance of that is priceless. It will help you in every aspect of your life, whether you are on the job, whether you are at home with your family, whether you are just out in public and you come across a random stranger who needs someone to talk to. You know, these things sometimes are meant to be. And be such a good listener to where the the people that are speaking know they're being heard. When they know they're being heard, they will be able to feel a connection with you and want to be more available in life, want to be, I guess you could say, want to be almost like you 
in that you are listening. And it, it's almost contagious because the more someone learns how to listen, they can teach that. Yeah. And we all become better mothers. We become better wives. We become better employees, better people, because we actually listen to what's going on. Put the cell phone down. Listen. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. Really, I really appreciate your time. I thank you so much for, uh, for sharing all those beautiful skills of active listening. And um, you have a wonderful day. So thank, thank you. you. Thank it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for all listening. And uh, we talk next week. Bye-bye now.